1: Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Today, we have chosen for our Physician Showcase of the Month, a really extraordinary physician by the name of Dr. Cho Lin Mui. She is a natural fertility expert trained in East Asian medicine who helps couples conceive naturally using her fertility protocols and Chinese medicine. She's the founder of Integrative Healing Arts in New York City, which utilizes acupuncture, herbal medicine, and energy healing to treat patients. Cho has over 19 years of experience in alternative and Chinese medicine and is a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist. She is also the best selling author of Will I Ever Get Pregnant? The Smart Woman's Guide to Get Pregnant Naturally Over 40. Cho is a contributor for Mind Body Green and has been featured on Dr. Oz, The List TV, Good Day New York, WNET Metro Focus, Fox 26 Houston, ABC 15, Arizona, Bold TV, numerous podcasts and publications like Well and Good, Insider, Parenthood, Eat This Not That, Parents, Best Life Online, and multiple, multiple other places. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you have such an impressive history, but speaking to you, I I really was uh, quite inspired. Um, For those people that are not quite sure, could you explain to us the health model of Chinese medicine and East Asian medicine?
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, what I'll what I'm what I'll do is I can uh, look at you know how does it differ from a Western model, right? So a uh, a Western medical model, you're going to get uh, a diagnosis of your problem, right, and then you you'll get a uh, a prescription or surgery. Right. And with Chinese medicine, Chinese medicine, the perspective understands what is natural, you know, the natural state of health for the body. And actually how to get it there. And so looking at all aspects of a person's life, you know, their their genetic, like their history, their environmental, their state of mind, uh, the foods that they eat, the exercise, the activity, their sleeping, um, and, and really important, you know, what are they also thinking? Like where, what are they doing? Um, and, and there's another aspect too, is is like the environment. Environment In which they are in. in, in many cases, we as as humans living in a, a kind of city in boxes is really not our natural environment. Right. And so the feedback that we get also uh, affects our health. Right. So so this is where we're kind of detached from nature and then and also, uh, let's say, the universe. Right. And uh, and having that connection to to the world at large. Uh, And so looking at that, there are different branches of Chinese medicine, but the big part about it is uh, the person is cultivating their health and longevity, right? And, and, And there's a collaboration that is happening there.
1: Well, fortunately, we are starting just really the tip of the iceberg to see that instead of just treating symptoms or diseases, that now we're focusing on changes in lifestyle, changes in our nutrition, and also, you know, our energy levels to try to achieve maximum health and focus on prevention instead of just treating symptoms as they arise. Would you say that that's really the focus that has been on Western scientific uh, medicine, their model? And how do you see that we're starting to shift?
0: Um, Well, I see that uh, it's very uh, challenging for uh, when someone has been trained in more of that model which is very i would say reductionist like looking at like uh something that is oh this is the problem and then this you're fixing it versus really kind of zooming out uh w- one of the things with the western medicine is a very science model and so the elimination looking at like very uh, a sm- something very small and then uh looking at that is, that is what it is and kind of disregarding uh, more of the individual that is being treated and how they are the ones that can uh, promulgate their health, right? So you can, you know, you could give someone a diet, but if they're not going to do it, then it's not going to work, right? And, and we know with things like, okay, uh, oh, you're overweight, let's, let's do bariatric surgery. Yes, they'll lose weight. But they're still not healthy because all of the other things that were in place before are still are still happening. Um, I see more in the functional medicine model, kind of looking at uh, things like the microbiome, looking at other aspects that are not just, uh, you know, like blood tests uh, and looking at hormone levels, you're looking at like, what, it, what are the things that are influencing that? And if the individual is, is not incorporated into it as a collaboration, then the results are very, um, you know, they're mixed they're they're yeah so so it it's having the person get excited about the power that they have to make changes is going to make a difference right because otherwise physicians are kind of stuck with uh, uh, like they're doing their best with the tools that they have but those tools are just not enough and so you have to look at it's it's hard to to kind of like want to fit it into a particular model and so i do see that there is a departure, uh, and, and of course, looking now in, in terms of mental health, since we're actually in May, and it's uh, mental health awareness, that uh, the, the latest is looking into um, you know, plant medicine in terms of for helping with things like depression, PTSD, addiction, and uh, you know, end of life uh, care right? Uh, And so this is a very different way of looking at at healing or, or, you know, how, uh, let's say psychoactive plants are going to affect somebody's outlook. And then, then they can actually receive things like therapy, like psychotherapy, right?
1: So let's say someone says, you know, I'm sold, I'm, I'm all in, and uh, I'm going to take herbs to improve my health and feel better. Uh, as, as we both know, there are places that may be selling herbs that are not optimal quality, how can a patient make sure that they're getting what they think they're getting? Should it come from uh, you, the physician, or is there a place that they could check to make sure that the herbs are quality? Uh, How does one go about that? Um,
0: okay, so there there are two parts to this. Uh, one, they there should be a, uh, a brand of good manufacturing practices, right? So looking at the quality of herbs uh, that are there. Um, So there are several companies that in terms of if you're you're going to take herbs or and and what I would say also is if you want to use something like herbs or Chinese, you know, Chinese herbs and formulas, you need to be working with someone who's familiar with herbs because herbal medicine is extremely powerful and just because it's natural, and because it is under considered like a food substance, right? Because it's not a pharmaceutical. Uh, in Japan, it is a pharmaceutical, and it, the the quality of herbs coming out of Japan are pharmaceutical grade, right? And so, very carefully, uh, you know, regulated extremely regulated uh and sourced and uh, so depending on what you want to look at are herbal formulas that are what we call behind the counter which means that you need to have a consultation that you can't just decide to go and buy them you know look oh i read this formula uh the other thing too is that the the model of medicine and the patterns when you're using herbal medicine is different from a western model because The symptoms may look the same, but what you're looking at is what is the underlying cause? And uh, so I actually, I answered a query. Uh, I don't know when the article will be out. Uh, Someone was asking in particular about an herbal formula for uh, urinary tract infections. And they were asking, oh, does it work? And studying herbs you're are you, when you you treat in in east asian medicine you're looking at where is the person you're treating the individual so it's very personalized and where are they let's say in the let's say the disease model so someone who has recurring yeast infections, you're, uh, looking at underlying, there's something going on, right. Or, you know, they, maybe they take antibiotics, it goes away, then it comes back. And so the issue is, is, is something else continues to progress. So you're going to get into that cycle and you're really treating the symptom. And then at the same time, we know that, uh, you know, excess use of antibiotics uh, destroys the microbiome, and then you start to have yeast infections and other things. Uh, and so, getting back to the story, this particular formula is only really used in the case when someone would have like blood in their urine, abdominal pain, like really like serious, full on, you know, infection going very serious, and it's not used for prevention. Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Because you like when somebody has a a condition, let's say in Chinese medicine would be damp heat, right? So you got heat and you got damp dampness. Uh, Something is happening and the heat is coming through is you're trying to get rid of it through the bladder. Also, we know heat goes through perspiration, right? When you're overheated, your body sweats, you have a toxin, it's going to go through your, your bladder or, or someone might get diarrhea, right? The body's trying to expel it. Uh, And so what'll happen is, is in the bladder, you're going to have more of this heat accumulation. So in terms of, yes, you want to increase to, to help the body get rid of the heat, but then you also really need to identify where is this issue coming from and then uh, identifying also diet. Right? Something that they're eating that is continued to create that inflammation that then is showing up in the, the bladder. And so there are many other things that you can do for prevention once this acute, very acute situation has been addressed. Right? Then you have to really go back and look at other things and the constitution of the person. And for the most part, women tend to have more bladder infections because there are also hormones, right? Hormones and and other things that are are happening, and so you want to look at what is that you know, in terms of a formula. So to get back to your question, is really like if you're going to use herbal formulas, you want to work with someone uh, who is extremely knowledgeable in the actual correct usage of the formula. And Mm -hmm. then it's really going to work. But if you take that formula, instead of taking an antibiotic, you're going to, you're kind of mismatching use. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Now getting to acupuncture, you know, most of us now have heard of acupuncture to alleviate pain when a person is in chronic pain, but, um, you know how does it really work and uh the second part of that which we <laughs> probably spend all day discussing is how does acupuncture help with fertility oh okay so uh
0: acupuncture from let's say western research we know that it actually uh Stimulates the central nervous system to release neuroreceptors, specific neuroreceptor neuro uh, uh, neurochemicals, which uh, create a sense of wellness and help the body go into parasympathetic, which is rest and digest and healing. Right. So, ultimately, being able to heal your body needs to get into that space in order for everything to work. If you're in a state of uh, a fight or flight sympathetic, what'll happen is the body is going, you know, full steam ahead and not in the rest cycle. So we look at yin and yang balance. It's the wave, you know, the, the cycles like the circadian rhythm is really this aspect of our body being able to heal when someone is not healing, right under certain circumstances after several weeks in the if if someone is in balance and healthy they will naturally the healing process will take place if it's not taking place then we can really we know that their body is out of balance right out of right balance and needs help and so the acupuncture is going to help to bring that body to that space on the one one aspect uh and uh Also, like looking specifically at points, addressing the pattern, you know, the the same as when I was talking about the herbs, looking at that person's constitution and how... uh, that what they're experiencing is part of them, very personalized. Uh, it could be more emotional things that are happening that cause you know they get upset and then they get stomach acid or their back goes out or they can't sleep. So looking at all of those things that are affecting what their their symptom is, right? So we're looking at where are the little pieces that are let's say disconnected and creating the dysfunction, uh, very close to like the wheel on the the supermarket cart, if it's slightly off, it like pulls everything off. Uh, So we're looking at, uh, you know, how the the acupuncture is gonna bring the body into its natural state of healing so that it can heal, right? Uh, Then we're looking also at very specifically, the interesting thing about acupuncture points is that they do have a different resistance, the real ones, the electromagnetic field so we can look at that the acupuncture is addressing our own uh, bioelectric field, right? Which we have to look at in terms of healing. So we can say, this is why it's energy medicine. All medicine has an aspect of energy medicine, right? Even the the chemical exchange has has energy to it. Positive, negative ions are energy exchange, right? Uh, So This is one of the ways that acupuncture works. Also, the body and the mind connection. When you feel your body going into that state, then you're able to also identify like, wow, when I'm upset, I can feel the blood rushing to my ears and be aware of myself so that if something is upsetting, I need to do something about it, like really take stock of, I I have to, to make changes so that I'm not upset all the time. Right. And without that experience, it's hard for people to make the connection, to make the change. Uh, getting to, and then also physically stimulates blood circulation, movement of lymph and et cetera. Uh, And and it it is part of the nervous system. So bringing the body, mind, uh, and the nervous system to awareness of the areas that need addressing. Because we also know that there is that window, right? Of healing. And if it doesn't, the, the body will heal to a certain degree, right? And when it's functional, it's done, right? But it doesn't mean that it's in the best shape, which is why, you know, you can sprain your ankle, it heals to a certain point, and then you're able to walk on it, but it's always a little bit of a problem. So being able to fully heal is what we're looking at, right, And within that time timeframe. Uh, and if it doesn't, then that means we need to, to look at many different things. Uh, and then with regard to uh, fertility, you know, fertility, and in particular for women, but also it's a big issue for men there's about there is blood flow there's stress there's the inflammation there is the emotional toll you know all of those things the the microbiome and acupuncture is a non drug right so it's something that uh, helps the person to get healthy, right? Because fertility health is a reflection of overall health. And so looking at the model of if you want to get pregnant and have a baby, have a healthy pregnancy, have a healthy baby, you need to be healthy. That's it. it's It's not a, like... All of the numbers, when we look at them, the the uh, the hormone levels, the FSH, the AMH, the progesterone, the estrogen, the lining, all of those numbers are saying something is off that needs addressing, right? And oftentimes it it could be. You just, trauma, you know, from like worry, trauma, we call worry, trauma that gets stored in the body and creates an, a, a block, an energetic block. And that needs to be also released. So the acupuncture, again, helps to, instead of uh, for a woman to feel like she's a bunch of body parts and numbers and how many eggs and timing, and it's really like be, her being able to really be connected mind, body, spirit, I call it, but in alignment, let's say in alignment. And that is that that the timing, you know, that's the, the health that's all things have to be in alignment, right? We're looking for miracles, right? Having a baby is, is, it's more, there's more, it's more than hormones, right? It's more than biology and hormones. That's for sure. Absolutely.
1: Now, when a patient would come to me uh, as an obstetrician and express a desire to conceive, I would recommend, uh, you know, three months of prenatal vitamins uh, to be in optimal shape prior to, you know, embarking on her journey. Uh, would you recommend that a person start with acupuncture prior to trying to conceive as well?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think women uh, and couples in general should probably give at least six months because oftentimes the, when somebody is ready, <laughs> they were like, okay, now I'm ready. But their body is not like they're, they're, they're not all to get like, they've just arrived at like, okay, now I'm, now I'm ready. Uh, and oftentimes that there are so many things that they have not been f- focusing on in terms of their overall health. And, and, and that's like, oh, when I'm ready, I'll do it. Or, you know, when we look at things like sleep, it's like, oh, I catch up on my sleep on the weekend. And, and the idea that you can compartmentalize certain things at certain times, like in your, you know, on your, your Google calendar or something, right? But that's not the way the, the cycle is. And so at least three months, three to six months, and really, so you don't feel like, okay, now the pressure, because when it doesn't happen, since we're so used to having everything uh, immediately, then the, (laughs) yeah, like, oh, I just have to stop taking the pill and then I'll get pregnant. And the fact is, is that a lot of uh, women have been on the pill since they're teenagers and uh, the hormonal birth control is an endocrine disruptor. Right? And so we start to see it's not, it, it, it's so much disrupting your body that affects your reproduc- reproduction. Uh, the other aspect is, is that uh, we're very stressed out. And stress is the endocrine system. It will affect your pituitary, your thyroid, your adrenals, your ovaries. It's all connected. And uh, you getting being stressed out and getting pregnant, they are in conflict. And uh, understanding that, really identifying what stress looks like, because most people feel like it is an event. But the fact is, is that every time your phone buzzes, you know, to say you have a message and you get that little, uh, uh, the, the constant low grade stress that we're under, including environmental, right? Like pollution, noise, uh, poor sleep, all of those things contribute and really give yourself at least six months, I would say even to a year to just get yourself into order to then be able to take it on. So it's really kind of like a, it's like a marathon. You got to train, you know, over time to then be really ready. And, uh, so yes, I would say prenatal vitamins, definitely a, uh, probiotic because of the the microbiome as you know in the 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 vagina as well as the gut are going to make a difference and so that needs to be in order to reduce inflammation too. Right. And maybe there are infections. Like there's a lot of lots of little inflammations are going to create a problem. So absolutely and the issue too is our diet. It's not just our diet is poor. The quality of our food is poor. And so we do need supplements. We do. I mean, that's uh, because we just have so so much that is causing our our bodies to be depleted that uh, we really need to just do that. And, uh, and then also, of course, eat well and get rid of plastics and uh, uh, eat organic foods and, you know, get away from sugar and <laughs> all kinds of things to kind of, and that takes time to, to get it out of your system, right? So easier to make those long-term changes and you really look at it as a longevity and that's also Chinese medicine. It's really like you're looking to cultivate your health, not just for the one thing, right? Because if you're having difficulty getting pregnant, and and research shows that, right? I'm, I'm sure you've read those uh, studies that they look at uh, more of women that were struggling with infertility later had a higher mort- morbidity. because the issues and the problems with getting pregnant were a kind of like a, like a a sign that there was some other process that was happening. And then it shows later on that they have a shorter life because there's something else. So again, you know, getting back to fertility health is really a symptom of overall health, right? And that's what we have to, we have to look at that. Yeah. Like a big part of it.
1: Well, I always say that stress is going to come out somewhere. So if it is not giving you colitis, if it's not giving you chronic headaches or hypertension, it's coming out someplace. It's just, uh, you know, additional symptoms of which infertility is one. So, okay, now you have a patient that comes to you. Yep. Who has not been very uh, plan ahead kind of a person. And she, um, she understands that every medical plan is individualized, but she's stressed and really uh, anxious. She's mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, I've tried to get pregnant. You know, it could be my age, could be other, um, other things going on with me. But just so I have some, you know, knowledge in my mind of like where I'm heading, uh, what would the average length of time uh, be for acupuncture to say it was successful or it's not going to work for me? Would it be three months, six months, a year? I mean, obviously, it's not going to be like one shot deal. So, uh, you know, like what would you tell it's, me? it's It's very hard because
0: it's individual. It's very individual, right? It, it, again, it's, it's very personalized. Um, I've, I've had women that have come at the age of, tw- you know, 25 and they accidentally found out that their, um, you know, their AMH or their, you know, their, uh, egg reserve was like that of a 42 year old. Right. And so, yeah, so working to, I mean, it's not the end all, but the, it, but it's really, we start to look at, you know, it, biological and chronological age are not the same. And I would say for me, it's at least three months of like uh, weekly sessions. And really, it's not only that, uh, working with me, you've got to work on your, your mind, I call it mind shift. There are a lot of exercises that I have, women do because it's terrifying. They're terrified. They're also terrorized by, you know, what's on the internet. And one of the things I'm, I tell them is, you know, not only like cookies are bad for you, I mean, like cookies on your computer and your phone, you got to get rid of those because they continue to perpetuate this fear that you're not going to be able to have babies. And I believe most women can conceive naturally. Of course, if you're 55 or you're six, I mean, you know, everybody, it's, it's, it's as good a chance as anybody would have, right? And so I like to look at after three months, where are we? We have a very good idea of like, what is going on? Um, there is really no such thing as too much acupuncture for that because- there isn't, um, there is too little, you know, people just go like, oh, I, I just want to do it for this long. And then I want it to work. And so we're really looking at what is the expectation and how much, I mean, of course, they're participating. So if somebody is continuing to stay up late and, and drink their diet soda and want it to be fixed for them, then maybe we're not a good fit, you know, they're, they, they, or expecting a result that, uh, you know, we're going to increase the number of eggs that are coming out. That is not really what that is. In fact, that's unnatural, <laughs> right. <laughs> to kind of force, to biohack the body, force it to produce more than in nature. That's, that's not the case. Although sometimes, you know, more than one follicle is, uh, or an egg is, uh, is, uh, ovulated. Right. So it, it's really individual. So I sit down with someone and I look and, and their health history. Oftentimes when uh, women come to see me, it's really they've been trying and they've maybe gone through a round or two of IUI or and they're about to go into IVF and something tells them there's something wrong with this model. Like I'm being told that my body is this, it's that it's this number, that number, and it just doesn't feel right. There's something not there. And so they come to me and we literally, we have to like un- unlearn what they've been told. Uh, you know, they may go like, oh, but the doctor told me I only have X percentage of getting pregnant. and And it's like, that they can't know that. That's somebody. Those are statistics based on someone else's numbers. We're really looking at you, your you, and what you can do, right? And and so much of that, uh, you know, historically, you know, their their health history, like if they've had a lot of infections, like a lot of yeast and uh, and uh, bladder infections. I also look at, you know, did they have mono? Did they have strep? Do they get sick? Do they have allergies? Like all of those things are going to make a difference in terms of how can we help to uh, reduce and and get rid of the inflammation, and that takes time, right? So a good three months will have a good idea of you know response and if we're on the right track, right? Which we usually like things start shifting pretty quickly, Uh, and uh, you know also based on again, what their health history is. Uh, some women, they come in, they had an ovary removed, or let's say uh, they have polycystic ovary syndrome, which is one of the, the most common uh, endocrine or, or infertility problems that's on the rise, right? So we know that there's this is on the rise. And that means that we have to look at many different factors to help kind of turn it around. Right. And, uh, and whether they're going to go for assisted reproductive therapy or not, they need to be in the best shape. And so this is where, you know, we have this, uh, I want to say a negotiation, but we have to be in agreement and really look at what the expectations are going to be. And, and how much, uh, and always they need to be doing homework, right? So the more willing that they are to participate, uh, the success happens, it does. And uh, for me, it's very exciting and also for them yes. because they're yeah. doing it, they're doing it. I'm just facilitating, I'm helping, I'm using the tools that are going to help them do what is natural for their body,
1: right? Sure, Sure. Okay. So a few months go by success. Yay. Person's now pregnant. Woo. Uh, Would you recommend that they continue with acupuncture to cut down on the possibility of uh, obstetrical loss or even to make their labor easier?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I work with a, But women throughout their pregnancy, uh, really important the first trimester, right? Because after worrying, so this is very after worrying, like, I can't get pregnant, I can't get pregnant. And if someone has all of that fear, then they get pregnant and like oh this is fantastic right and then they're like oh my god but what if i lose it or what if there's something wrong or you know like and suddenly because again they've been you know so concerned and 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 been reading all of these terrible things then they're going through you know like just oh, the fear of that. They're not going to be able to have a healthy baby, that there's something wrong with it, that they don't hear you know, the heartbeat that the, you know, and so it's really like, you're going to be fine. The first trimester is really the waiting of it. You, 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 drink water. You need to make sure you're taking your prenatal vitamins and relieving your stress. You got to stay positive. You know, we're one step, you know, we've already, we've overcome the one thing that you thought maybe you couldn't get pregnant. And now we know that's not true, right? We've done some myth busting. Um, We also know that if you are healthy, and that the, uh, the embryo is not healthy, the natural thing is the body's gonna recognize that and you may uh, miscarry, right? And so, but that's not a bad thing if there is an issue, right? Because then, you know, the, the, the long, so the more, the more the body is like, okay, this is good, this is not gonna work, then this is kind of what you want. Right. If it's a recurring, a constant recurring miscarriage, then we're also looking at other factors, of course, like uh, clotting and, and many other things. Uh, and so but the, the first try, you know, it's 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 tough and acupuncture is really great. It's really great for calming the system down, for making sure that there is blood flow, right? And also helping as the the hormones are shifting and the nausea. And of course, uh, if if you have children, you know, the first trimester with all the hormones going around, one of the telltale signs is nightmares. (laughs) Like crazy vivid dreams. And uh, that's usually when someone says, I miss my period for like, Three or four days, it's late, and I'm like, "Have you been having nightmares?" And they're like, "Yeah, I'm having like wild dreams." I'm like, "Okay, so you're, I'm pretty sure you're pregnant. I can feel on your pulses, but also uh, that's a good sign because we know chemicals are are, are moving around."
1: Okay, non-pregnant person. Uh huh. Acupuncture, kidney stones. Do they work? Do they work to prevent them from coming back? You mean during a, a
0: pregnancy or? Uh, non-pregnant or, person. Oh, non-pregnant person. Um, okay. So uh, there are different kinds of treatments. I mean, with kidney stones, uh, we're looking at, uh, this has to do with the, uh, the minerals, how they're, they're being broken down or not being broken down. So one of the things that will show up with kidney stones often is a very tight lower back. And uh, so we have, as, as you know, we've got the quadratus lumborum. And then we also have the, the uh, psoas muscle, right? And the kidney is there. And so really tight back muscles can actually uh, cause like kind of squeeze the kidney in a way that, and of course that's adrenals, right? That's adrenaline uh, that's happening. And so we're, we're looking at, yes, the acupuncture can definitely help with uh, the uh, lymph flow and also just even physically helping the back to relax. So the kidney is able to do its job. Uh, The other thing too, is with kidney stones, we really want to look at, you know, the diet, the different foods, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. How can someone incorporate Chinese or Eastern Asian medicine as part of their actual, you know, daily health? Okay. So one of the things with East Asian medicine, it's not
0: just herbs and acupuncture. It is a a way of thinking in terms of longevity and looking at everything that you're doing is to help you stay healthier, right? Positive outlook. So if you're looking like, oh, I, I need to exercise to lose weight is really a very short idea versus I, you know, exercising every day, I'm increasing circulation, I'm helping my heart, Um, it makes me feel better overall, Uh, I'm looking at mobility of my joints, really, so consciously choosing what you're doing, because it's going to make you healthier, right, overall, including foods, like if you, you know, it's kind of the... It, or or certain habits when you if you have a long perspective and you're looking at that then the choices are a lot easier it's not like oh I want to treat myself to something it's kind of like I know I like the taste but I also know that this is like one of those things that is really really is not good for me and it's counter to my idea of health and the long life, right? And so looking at every aspect and really balancing, you know, like your family, the kind of work you do, like if you're doing a kind of work that you hate, either you have to look at it, change your mind about it, that you love the fact that you can work and that it gives you income and you can do these other things, right, is also like a shift or to, and and to kind of like not the victimy right and so ch- then you know choices about your food about your environment so things that are always supporting your your health and wellness right and so that is philosophically we would say Chinese medicine, like that's the umbrella is really incorporating in uh, these philosophies. So it doesn't mean that you have to start doing Tai Chi or, (laughs) or, uh, you know, eating Asian food. Uh, One thing that I will say about, uh, and this is about food because it's come up a lot this week. And that is when you look at ancient cultures and you look at their diet, uh, that much of their, the way that those cultures eat is based on getting the maximum nutrition, right, with efficiency. And the food combinations that are there, often things like ginger, garlic, ginger, helps stomach to, uh, digest garlic is very good for things like parasites, uh, different foods, like in the, the, the miso or the tofu and the vegetables, all of those things, they ta- they're very tasty, but they also have very they're, they're high in nutrition. And so with keeping that in mind more, the American diet is really about like what tastes good, Right. It's it's it doesn't necessarily have a, an idea of balance and resource and and, and also environmentally, ge- geographically where we are living because it's our environment. Um, so much of that is not part of a Western kind of idea of eating. So with keeping that in mind is to, when you are eating, is to be conscious about your food in a way that it's more than just taste, but making sure that you are looking at the quality and balancing it and really understand the balance and, uh, looking at, You know things like the the different kinds of starches and and stuff so some are more inflammatory than others and so you got to like look if this is eating wheat or gluten is going to cause problems in my gut which later on are going to cause problems with inflammation with problems with immune with arthritis down the road or other things then you you need to make the connection right? Because it's hard for people to make the, the connection. And so that is something that I would say is like looking at all of those, you know, aspects uh, in your life, you know, to kind of do a good assessment. Does it bring me joy? <laughs> Does it make me feel better? Or is it, is it not? Right. And and, and so right. that is like one of those things. Yeah. And then the exercise, too, we want to like exercise. The idea is to increase blood circulation, lubricate the joints, um, exercise. I, I notice a lot of people are doing like heavy duty exercise. And oftentimes what happens is, is that they are addressing uh, exercise like an acquisition. Versus, uh, you know, and and if that's the case, getting better and better and better, they tend to then use their adrenaline to uh to produce like t- to get that um and and similar going back to fertility a lot of women uh kind of attack fertility like they they do everything else like getting the job <laughs> getting the <laughs> getting the house getting the degree uh and and it, it's like one of those things where you have to receive it's a it's a different kind of energy and uh yeah like the same with with exercise it's like everything that you do is kind of like not to be extreme, because right? we keep the, the very Western is extreme, extreme makeovers. Uh, uh, what do you know, fasting? You know, biohacking, and it's it's it doesn't matter if you're using using like natural uh, ingredients. If you're biohacking, you're actually creating a big stress on the body, and. Yeah. And then that has a counter to it. Right. And it's only it's very short. It's, it's very short lived. Right. And so that would be what I would say is to look at that. And then, yeah, you can contact me or look into, uh, you know, East Asian medicine. There's a, a, a life philosophy around it, too. So you can incorporate it in, in many different ways right? to make the quality of your life much better
1: we've been talking today with dr Chao min uh Lui Min, and um i wanted to remind you that she has a bestseller uh she's the author of will i ever get pregnant the smart woman's guide to get pregnant naturally over 40 and they could get that book at amazon i assume yes um, now uh, You know, from listening to your episode, a lot of uh, patients will say, you know, this is just the doctor that I need. How can they get in touch with you? Um,
0: Okay. So I have a website, which is uh, www.integrativehealingarts.com. I'm also on uh, Instagram under uh my name which uh is i think it probably has to get spelled uh would be at uh cho lin Moy, which would be t-s-a-o-l-i-n-m-o-y
1: well that'll be in the show notes so yes okay yeah
0: to the show notes will be able sure to okay great yeah this that's probably like the easy instagram is and then like the we'll have all of my facebook stuff is there too so <laughs>
1: Well, it has really been a thrill speaking with you today. I've learned a lot, as I am sure a lot of listeners have. And really, it's been an honor to have you on this month's Physician Showcase. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. And I I hope everyone enjoyed
0: uh, hearing a little bit about East Asian medicine.
1: This is another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on MarketingTipsForDoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness.